Ladies and gentlemen, the End of Regulation crew is back for another agenda-filled episode. Here to break everything down that you need to know, what you've missed, and more. Filled to the brim with information that isn't always useful and accurate, but always interesting and entertaining. Let's meet the minds behind the madness, live from Richmond, Dr. Wells. How we doing tonight, kid? I'm good. I'm, uh, I'm feeling good about tonight, and even more so about the Super Bowl this weekend, in case you didn't hear. Uh, I'm looking to get into that tonight, and all support is behind Tom Brady. I'd like to just make that clear now. Whoa. All right, live from sunny Florida. Harry Douglas, how we doing, kid? We're good. We're good. Gardner, I figured, I figured I'd put you on the spot here so you can't you can't avoid me and run away from me. You want to uh, you want to hang out this weekend? Maybe watch the Super Bowl? Oh, I like the sound of that. I think I've got some uh, plans cooking up. I'll keep you posted. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Well, live from right, Nashville. Cool, no, so I'll, I'll just I'll put an invite on calendars. We'll yeah, just uh, your people get in touch with my people and we'll figure it out from there. Okay. Um. Next up, live in Nashville, mucking some chow. Shaky though, how we do this? Uh, do as well, do as well. Um, quick shout out to someone who does not sponsor us at the Grilled Cheesery in Nashville. I, uh, there's more than one. But Nashville, Franklin. Us. Don't know if they're nationwide or not, but if they are, go check them out. Uh, it's satisfying me right, right this second. So yeah, right. Happy this trails. Second. Well, on that note, let's go ahead and just cue the intro. that I chose you. You're blessed that I chose to whoop your ass next. He's going back. He's at the wall. Good! Grand Salami time for Mike Trout. Tiger completes one of the greatest comebacks in Masters history. One of the greatest comebacks in sports history. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we always like to kick things off with a little banner just to get things warm, get a little laugh out of you. We've got some bullet points here that we want to address. And uh, I think, you know, first off, I want to address it because I find it to be just absolutely mind-blowing. Um, you probably are all well aware, old news by now, but this $24 million pink diamond, that little Uzi Vert uh, wrapper, for those of you who don't know, um, installed into his forehead. It's a piercing, a forehead piercing, however you make that work. Um it's $24 million. He's been paying installments on it over the last several years. Um, and, you know, I truly didn't think that that st- stupidity had hit its peak. Um, but I think it, it hit, now has hit its peak because we've seen some stupid shit and some money spent on some absurd stuff by rappers. Animals, cars, houses, jewelry. But... um. This takes the cake. This this Thanos uh, Avengers Endgame esque diamond that he is implanted into his forehead is just. I mean, we are in a simulation. That's a fact. I think you said it best when it's like I'm just trying to wrap my head around how exactly that thing's staying in place. Like it it's gonna be some like surgical miracle that that thing doesn't skull? fall out. That's what I don't understand. That could not have been comfortable to install. It's not like getting your ear pierced. Like, that has to pierce the bone of your skull, no? 
That's good. Because it, that's gonna fucking because hurt. Because if it I'm does, not, I don't care how someone's much yanking that off your forehead at the first club that you go to when COVID is over. Well, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's like how how do you feel safe with that in your head? Like somebody is gonna turn on you. It's twenty four million dollars. Twenty four million dollars. I have a theory that it's all bullshit, and it's just a huge fucking PR stunt. Like I don't know. I, I mean, that's, that's going to be a pretty big commitment. I've under Who's, I understand that he's paying installments. You think it's CZ? But dude, twenty four million dollars for a dude that has a net worth that's maybe half of that. I mean, the guy. And if you want to talk about the lack of fiscal responsibility. I mean, this guy has like hent. Tom, your coworker that you send pictures of his car all the time with the hentai. I don't know what you're talking about. The hentai and the anime. No, I don't know what you're talking about. In Grand Theft Auto, when we play online. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, sure. Lil Vert's got about forty of those. Uh, I saw he's he's only worth like ten mil. Yeah. I like the math just doesn't add up. Either way, you cut it. So I I kind of under I kind of lean that way with you there. I don't think it's real. Can't be real. Dude, it's just, uh, you know, or maybe he doesn't own it, and this is just a PR stunt for the jeweler themselves, you know? Artists do that all the time. Dude, we're talking about all the wrong things here, and the most important thing is who the fuck gets something implanted into their forehead? Well, we I were just, just want to go on record. That. We were talking about I, the how it works. <laughs> I mean, but I just want to know why. Like, has anyone ever discussed why? Why are people getting shit implanted into their cheeks, into their foreheads, into their, I don't know, like those little fucking little eye diamonds and shit that people have? I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, man, it's a nutty culture. I, I mean, look, I can't say that I understand it, but what I can really not understand is putting $24 million on your freaking forehead, dude. On your freaking laser beams, man. Yeah, man. If that thing shot laser beams out of it, it would be worth That would be sick. Million. Then I'm immediately in. Yeah, yeah. Then I'm in. You know, if this guy had implanted a unicorn horn in his forehead, pretty sweet. Wouldn't be too expensive. Well, we digress. Let's move on. I did want to highlight something. As they do every year, they leak Super Bowl ads. And, uh... One of the ones that I've seen as Budweiser is bowing out and I believe donating uh, the proceeds to charity um, or COVID relief. I'm not 100% sure on that. But they've lent their horses to uh, Sammy Adams, not the rapper, Samuel Adams, the beer. And um, I don't know if you guys have seen this. Have you? Any of you? No? I have not. Well, it's... Something to look forward to. It's hilarious. Uh, Sam Adams is coming out of the gate hot with some solid marketing advertising with this um, with this new character. What it was his Uncle Greg from Boston or whatever. But it's yeah, prime time. Have you seen the Budweiser commercial? They're gonna roll out or not? Sorry, the Sam Adams no. commercial rolling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great stuff. Essentially, he you see just absolute pandemonium, chaos, and there's horses flying everywhere. People are bashing through windows and it cuts back to this new character that they've that they're running and he's just holding the pin uh that <laughs> is connected to the carriage and all the horses just slamming to sam adams so i think they're going to continue to run with the storyline i love that budweiser lent them the horses so all good stuff to look forward to leaning into the uh super bowl this weekend 
Can't wait. Bart also, Scott, can't to that wait. Same, to that same point, I'm, I've got big hopes. I don't know if Progressive is doing anything to the Super Bowl, but if any of their Ooh, commercials baby. leading up over the past few months are in any indication, like sign sign me up. I'm, I'm ready. Sign for me Dude, up. Dude, those are – Harry, I am so glad you brought that up because just this week at work, um, someone in my office, a middle-aged person, mind you, was talking about you know just how freaking funny those uh, commercials are, and I was like, I mean, you know that, you know when you're a company who's paying huge money in advertising that you have a smash hit in commercials when people of every demographic are just like, dude, that is that is hilarious, and I even said, literally, my friends and I are on Xbox Live joking, referencing these commercials, and like here you are, you know, 45 years old doing the very same thing at work, dude. and it's like, I mean. These, total, these commercials are smash hits. That that blue hair, all of the shit about the no fussing, no cussing sign. Yeah. The, the waiter doesn't the, even know your name. Dude, dude they doctor. Yeah, you, they don't know how to find the silent button on their cell phone. Like, all of that is so <laughs> Everyone so said great. that that 2020 was, was a scrap. I disagree because we were introduced to Dr. Rick in 2020. Okay? <laughs> Dr. Dr. Rick. Is, is the truth. I, I, I hope they have a commercial. I don't know if they do. Um. It's very expensive, as you guys all know, to run a Super Bowl right. commercial. And so they probably don't even have to. Like, these have been so wildly, wildly successful. They're like, why would we spend $20 million extra right. dollars to, like, run it during this? But, hey, props to them if they do it. I mean, it's not like Progressive is, uh, is hurting for money right now. So, Do you think that viewership is going to be an all-time high since they're, since they're only allowing a select <clears throat> uh, uh, amount of fans into the stadium? I, I don't think I the think fans doesn't affect viewership. Uh, agreed. It's just going to be because I think it's going to be the all-time highest because it's Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, which is a pretty good segue into into the meat and bones of this whole fucking thing. Yeah, 100 percent. So let's let's kick it off and discuss uh, Super Bowl 51, right? Are we at 51? Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Sunday, February seventh, 2021, 6.30 p.m. On paper, uh, I would say that this has potential to be one of the greatest Super Bowl matchups in NFL history, if not of our generation. We've got the Chiefs who are going for back-to-back Super Bowl wins. We've got Tom Brady who is going for his seventh Super Bowl ring, which would be more rings than any NFL team. So just let that sink in for a second. One guy will have more Super Bowl rings than any NFL team in the league. Got a nice ring to it. So um, I want to hear your guys' thoughts and whether or not this Super Bowl is overhyped, right up to par with what it's going to be and our expectations, and we'll, we'll dive into it. Shakes, it seems I, I, you got something. Yeah, before we even get started, I wanted to point out, I think I mentioned this uh, in the text message basically during the NFC Championship game. But if Tom Brady were to win the Super Bowl, and obviously some things would have to happen with other teams not winning playoff games next year. But as it stands right now, if Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl and were to win two playoff games next season, he himself would have as many playoff wins as any other franchise in the NFL. As many or more playoff wins for Tom Brady specifically than any other franchise in the NFL, including the fucking Green Bay Packers and the who's who of NFL history. 
I'd like to take this time to just ask the question. Shakes, are you finally are you finally on board with the Tom Brady train? I will say I mean, don't get me wrong, not I always knew that he was a fantastic quarterback, hated him because he was a thorn a thorn in Peyton Manning's side, of course. Uh, and everyone knows he that rivalry was fairly one sided for a long time. Um, but uh, you know, after so long under the Belichick system, it was hard to d- distinguish, you know, who was really running the show up there. And obviously it's hard to take a lot away from Bill, but Tom Brady has proved this year more than ever that, Hey, he's the fucking man. It's not a fluke. Six rings is six rings. <clears throat> and if he can throw a seventh on there, uh, okay. with, a, with a new team and a head coach, he can't even agree with in a new system. Uh, that's, that's let badass. Me, let me interject here though. And just say this. I would go as far as to argue that the team that he is currently working with is probably better than any team he's had in the last six plus years. I agree that Bill Belichick would take this team to 15 and one. Yes. I just think that, yes, Tom, I, I've never doubted his abilities. I've always seen him as a primetime fucking phenomenal greatest quarterback of our generation, probably maybe of all time, Uh, you know, but only God knows what the future brings. But the bottom line is I think there's so much focus and attention around him and not the fact that he's surrounded by fucking talent. And I don't think it's 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 I mean, it's apples and oranges. If you look at the Patriots this year, I think that's been the biggest problem that people fail to recognize. Like, yes, Brady left New England, but you have to look at everything else that was gone around New England this year. So when people are are weighing the Brady versus Belichick thing, I think it still is a little premature. Uh, It's 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 kind of a losing argument either way, because Brady probably only has two or three years left, but it's going to take the Patriots five plus years just to you know get new personnel in figure out the roster there's just so many holes that need to be fixed and i i've come to the conclusion that brady belichick we're not going to be able to say after this game we're not going to be able to say next year it's going to be a decision that's made 10 years from now when we see what belichick has done and you know in his however long he has left without brady it's going to take a couple years to get to that point i'm not here to say that uh, Belichick is bad or that Brady is even better or anything like that. I just, it's good to see that Brady can do it without Belichick. I certainly wouldn't judge Belichick based on this season alone. I know a lot's, a lot's happened and, you know, half the defense opted out and all of that, but, but to see Brady go out and prove it meant something to me, uh, even though my opinion doesn't matter. And I'm sure it actually did mean something to, to lots of people, you know, who were kind of in my camp before. Uh, so that's that's really all my only opinion on it is that he, he definitely proved something he's he's not pro- had to prove before. Well, let me keep this conversation going and, and I'll ask you guys this question. Who do you believe? And I'll turn this over to Harry to start us off that this is more important for who do you believe has more pressure on their shoulders? Is it Tom Brady competing for his seventh ring and also the respect of everyone who doubted him leaving New England? Or is it Patrick Mahomes, the up-and-coming potential GOAT, going for back-to-back Super Bowl rings? I, I like to think that the pressure's on Brady. I mean, let's let's be realistic for a second. Patrick Mahomes is still a 25-year-old quarterback with a Super Bowl ring and MVP. He's only been in the league for, I think, three years now. 
Um, I, I like to think that the pressure's on Brady. I know he's already got all the rings, but like he kind of was making a, a very big point in leaving New England and going to Tampa Bay. He was like, A, to get the haters of like, I can't do this without Belichick off his back. Um, and I think he just, you know, for him, like every year he's got more to lose, right? Like every year he's got to, you know, when the season's over, he's got to think like, okay, like, do I have another season in me? And it looks like, you know, from everything that he's saying, he'll play another two, three years, like Tom said. Um, but, you know, he, he made the decision to go to Tampa Bay and, and it's paid out to this point, uh, not without a lot of bumps in the road. But uh, I, I like to think that the, the pressure's on him because Mahomes still has a ton of a ton of time left in this league. He's going to have a bunch of more Super Bowls. Um, so that's, that's kind of where, where I sit with all of it. Yeah. Counter, counterpoint. <clears throat> I'm glad you took that side of the argument, Harry, because I, I wouldn't say I strongly disagree, but I disagree, and here's why. Um, Tom Brady, like, A, all of the haters, I would say all of the haters, um, have already seen enough, basically, just to, to get that, you know, millionth uh, conference championship win uh, and guide his team to the Super Bowl for the umpteenth time. Uh, I think this would be, what, 10 or 11 Super Bowl appearance, appearances? Um this is so, bad. yeah, uh, I mean, that's it's unreal. And I've already seen enough. It doesn't really he's playing with house money as far as I'm concerned, uh, regardless of what, if they win or lose. I've seen him do what I needed to see. And at the same time, if I'm he's got six championships and he has very little to lose and he has only one more to gain. Yeah, that would be spectacular. But if I'm Patrick Mahomes, a salary caps exist in football and that team is not staying together forever. And if I'm young and I'm 24, 25 years old and everyone's hyping me up to be, you know, greater than Tom Brady already when I've got one ring on my hand, uh, you better get him while you can uh, because there is no guarantee. There's no guarantee that Andy Reid freaking lives another year. I mean, the guy is 400 pounds. Um, he could retire if he doesn't die uh, after winning I mean, back-to-back -back Super this, Bowls. If they win back-to-back -back Super Bowls, he'll die. And I mean, the the rest of the team, you know, you, you just can't keep a team together for long. You know, everyone knows egos come into play, salaries come into play. Tyron Matthew, uh, Chris Jones, I think, um, Travis Kelsey, all the receivers. I mean, everyone's going to want their share and not everyone's going to be able to have it. So there's no guarantee that he gets to six Super Bowls. So I would say the pressure is always on him to get. It's kind of like Tiger. You know, the pr the pressure was always on Tiger until he gets to 18. The pressure's on him. Yeah, I, I I would tend, I think I'm leaning a little in, in Chase's corner here for similar reasons. Uh, you know, Brady's done it all already, six times. And, he, I mean, there is some on the line for Brady to lose, given the fact that without Belichick, he went into the Washington football team stadium, beat up on one of the best defenses in the league, ended up going all the way into Green Bay, taking down Aaron Rodgers at home. But if he loses on Sunday, everyone's going to say, all right, well, well, he didn't he didn't do it. He didn't win without Belichick. So it's kind of a moot point. But ultimately, from a Patrick Mahomes perspective, in terms of his legacy, he already has one loss to Brady in the AFC Championship. And it, like Shakes basically said, it's now or never because you don't know how many times it's going to happen. <laughs> if Mahomes does want to be the, considered the greatest of all time, which he's you know, we can admit he's on his way. He's on that path for sure, for certain. Sure, definitely. He has to, he has to beat Brady 
Otherwise, it's not going to matter how many Super Bowl rings. He could win 10 rings, but Brady's going to sit there with seven and say, yeah, I beat you twice. I'm, you know, 3-0 and against you, career. It, it, like, head-to-head, 3-0, 2-0, like, especially a Super Bowl victory over you. Like, there's just no calling Mahomes the GOAT if he loses to Brady. That's a, yeah. really, that's a really good point. And that's also the reason why this, this Super Bowl – is a great product. I think that's why we'll see like a huge amount of viewership for the Super Bowls because of that narrative right there. Like if Mahomes wins, it becomes a changing of the guard. Exactly. If Brady wins, it's Mahomes will never be able to finish his career the same way with, okay. It's a similar like Jordan and LeBron kind of uh, narrative where, you know, as, as many rings as as LeBron's won, everyone's still like, Oh, well, Jordan's a goat. Like you never would have beat Jordan. They didn't play together. They didn't have that, you know, unfortunately but imagine uh, yeah that to your point imagine if thing. jordan had a finals win over him mm-hmm. yeah like that never, that would never, would never be able to get out of that shadow ever. right right i agree yeah. um I, I mean there like what there just is no guarantee um but i mean that's like it is i think it is the more i think about it like this is a huge this is a huge game you know huge super bowl honestly to, to be frank, uh, with all due respect to Peyton Manning, the guy changed – he literally changed the game of football forever uh, in a way that few people have. And arguably that even in a way that Tom Brady hasn't, um, though Brady has seen more success. But, I mean, we're looking at the best quarterback of all time currently and what's turning out to be, you know, pretty the pretty clear favorite to, to be the next generational talent in the NFL. It's just not really a matchup that we've had the opportunity to see in the Super Bowl in a long, long time. Um, and I'm stoked. You guys see that, um, that cool picture. I forget who posted it. Uh, it was on Instagram that, that like all of the Madden covers are players that are currently now in this 20, 20- 21 Super Bowl. It's Gronk, Antonio Brown, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I mean, there's like three others. It's pretty pretty wild. I mean, obviously inevitable and bound to happen with two, you know, super teams. But I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, nonetheless. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk money. Let's try to put some money in the pockets of our listeners. We'll talk odds, spreads, money lines, um, and we'll just kick off with the latest odds that have. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting at plus three. Thoughts on that, gentlemen? I mean, this is tough, right? Like, I feel like this is this brings me back to to when we were talking <clears throat> talking about the the Bucks Packers game. I felt the same way. I was like, I, I just have no fucking clue where this is going to go. I think the Bucks are getting hyped up too much. They they're playing every week. They've looked better. They, on paper, they've got a great team both on both sides of the ball. You got to look back to when they played, you know, midseason. And that's when Tyreek Hill put up those stupid first half numbers where he had like 200 yards receiving, two touchdowns. And I believe, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Tampa Bay came back in that game. Um, and did. it's tough because that was like, you know, maybe the Chiefs just kind of let their foot off the gas which you should never do against Tom Brady. The Atlanta Falcons know that all too well. Um, but I, I still think that like people are kind of like throwing some shade towards the Chiefs because it's Tom Brady, and, and I get it. But I, I'm gonna I'm sticking with Chiefs minus three here. Um, I know it's like a home game for Tampa Bay. We'll see if that actually matters or not. But 
you know, that, that Chiefs offense is no joke. And I think, I think from a passing game perspective, like I'm expecting Mahomes to have at least 45 pass attempts and, and have some sick fucking stats. Tom, where are you putting your money? Uh, I'm going Tampa money line. What, what's, what's the line at right now for the money line? I'll tell you why. Bucks are sitting at plus 145, Chiefs minus 165. I like the 145. Um, for the exact reason Harrison said, this is a home game. And in any other Super Bowl, I would agree that that wouldn't matter because you have fans, you know, everybody's going through the same thing. Not in 2021, where the Chiefs aren't even flying into town until I think a couple days before. So the Bucks are just sitting there at home, you know, getting ready to go. But the Chiefs have to do all this last minute travel, and I just don't like the feel of that. Um, but aside from that, I uh, will say it's cold as shit in Florida right now. So that might be playing a bit of a factor. (laughs) What's cold down there right now? Like 50? It was like 39 degrees the other day. Damn. At night, it was like 70 degrees today. They'll be fine. Yeah. I think they'll manage. (laughs) But, uh, regardless, I, I just think that the Bucks have, are playing the best football of the year right now. Uh, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are a awesome duo. Problem. Jones has been battling a thigh injury, but I mean, it's it's do or die. You're looking at another player that earlier this year, he was the bell cow of that team. He was a top five fantasy back for about the first half of the season until he got a little yeah. banged up. But I think he's going to be good to go. Uh, I really think that the Bucks are just going to run the ball almost at will. And it's because they're going to, I think the Chiefs are going to end up overplaying the pass in the first half. And kind of dig themselves in a hole because they're not going to be able to stop Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. I've always been a big Fournette hater, but I think it's the Brady effect. And you're like, oh, he's Brady's teammate. So like, all right, I'll pull him now. <laughs> you're of an idiot. course. Yeah, of course. You hey, should. Grimes, Grimes, uh, I'll throw 50 down on the Bucks. You want the other side of that? Just straight up? Or you yeah. With the points? Shakes, uh, I'll take the points now, if you're going to give them to me. Shakes, let me ask you this. Are you taking... The over or the under on the total on 56? Uh, under. I think it's going to be 27-23. Shakes, uh, I, will, I will take that bet. $50 straight up. All right. All right. Dude. Look at that. It's capitalism in its finest, baby. Um, do you guys have any other uh, bets or locks that you want to throw in there? Uh, yes. Uh, Harrison, how many do you have? Because I can... I can uh, cut my list. I can shorten well, or While you guys are no, looking through your stuff, I do want to mention that Volvo is running a great opportunity. Just go and, and submit. There's no reason you shouldn't. There's nothing to lose. If a safety is scored in the Super Bowl, they are giving away $2 million worth of cars. So just do it. Like, it's a Volvo. Yeah. Why, I can take a little Vo. Yeah, man. Like two million dollars of Volvos, that's a lot of balls. Yeah. But All right, let's hear, so let's hear my, it, guys. My my first prop bet, uh, I always like to play first touchdown, and I think I'm gonna end up throwing a little bit of cash on Leonard Fournette at plus a thousand, and I think that Tampa Tampa's defense is legit, and I think for the first half at least they're gonna keep. Uh, they're going to keep Travis Kelsey in check, and I think they're going to try and just 
take their chances with Tyreek Hill and try not to get beat deep. And so for that fact, I'm going to look to some other uh, receivers on the Chiefs for a first touchdown. Just I like to play both sides just in case. And one name that really is sticking out to me is McCole Hardman at plus 1,700. I think, you know, if the Bucks go out and score quick, Chiefs get stifled, Mahomes is going to start looking to other options. Because he's that good of a quarterback, that's what he does. He finds these guys, you know, they, they have these big plays from time to time that, you know, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, like that guy's still legit. And I think McCole Hardman is that playmaker for, for Kansas City early in the game. I like that. I like that. I, I'm going to take uh, the under on the uh, national anthem. <laughs> What's that at? Uh, I think it was two minutes. Who's who's singing? Um, Eric Church. Wasn't it Eric Church and someone? I have no idea. I haven't paid much attention to any of the Eric Church and uh, Jasmine Sullivan. I don't know who Jasmine Sullivan is, but. Uh, if it's a duet, it's going to definitely be over two minutes. Uh, no, I disagree. All right, well, here, here's another one for you. Uh, a fan favorite, if you will. What will the first Gatorade color be dumped on the winning coach? It's orange, baby. Orange. Orange is the narrow favorite at plus 125, followed by red, yellow, green, clear, or water. And then blue and purple. Did the pro, pro, yeah, pro professional athletes, excuse me, just not like blue Gatorade because blue Gatorade is the best Gatorade. It kind of does bang. I'm I'm shocked that it's not not higher on the list. Maybe it's not as um. Orange is good filled with electrolytes. I prefer blue when I'm like on my deathbed hungover, but orange when I'm like exercising. Definitely, I see it now. Glad we talked it out. Yeah. Harry, what do you got Good for talk. us? I'm I'm like looking around. I haven't really paid. I honestly haven't done a ton of looking into the prop bets. Uh, I always go tails never fails. You know, <laughs> let's be honest here. I mean, uh, yeah, that's a that's a fact. It just, it, just, fact. it just always happens. So why would you ever bet against it? Um, with that said, bet against it because I never fucking win. Uh, <laughs> Fade Harry. Even, like, other ones, I don't know. You know, who scores last? Chiefs are minus 130. Those aren't really fun props because there's, really, there's no huge payout for it. I like, you think a safety will be scored? No, I do not think a safety will be scored. So, you know, don't get your hopes up on that Volvo, big boy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I wasn't. All I had to do was put my name in. I, I, think, Here's a, I think Super Bowl MVP will either be Patrick Mahomes and when or Tom I, Brady. Like, when I, don't, I, I, don't when I win the Volvo... I'm going to be involved in a hit and run, and that hit and run is going to be you. <laughs> you won't be able to catch my Tesla, bitch. <laughs> uh, it's going to get recalled. No, it got yeah. recalled. Harry it's bought on, one, and it got on, recalled. It's on back order. Started driving without his permission around the neighborhood. Le'Veon Bell, MVP, plus 10,000. Sign me up. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Le'Veon Bell is just trying to get some touches. Um, I, I actually, on the, uh, on the defensive kick that I'm on with the Bucks, I do like Devin White MVP plus 4,000. He has been all over the field for the Bucks in the playoffs, causing turnovers, sacks, fumbles, doing it all. If Devin White somehow has a fumble recovery like he did last week, score, 
Um, and, you know, an interception in there has a big game on defense. I, I think Devin White MVP plus 4,000 is well within reach in a game that it sounds like we're all kind of in agreement is going to be lower scoring. <laughs> Throw like 20 bucks on that. Oh, yeah. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting all there. about that bankroll management. All right, gentlemen. Well, if you've got nothing more to say or any other bets that you want to throw in there, um, I think it's safe to say we can wrap things up. Agreed? Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, let's uh, close things out with some buzzer beaters here. Harry, what do you got for us? I'm not, I don't really know. I What's, how are the Rangers of, doing right now? That'll be your buzzer beater. Rangers are meeting. winning right now. There's two minutes, two and a half minutes left in the third. They're up 3-2 on the Washington Capitals, which would be a massive game. Since Big they, win. Since Big they win. waved and now we'll be trading Tony D'Angelo, there seems to be a little bit of shifting of the tide in terms of just the way they're playing, a little more confidence. For those who don't know, Tony D'Angelo, uh, after a game that I, forget, I think it was against the Penguins, Went into the locker room and I guess he got into a fight with the goalie uh, Grigorev and uh, Alexander Grigorev. And he, I guess he threw a punch at him. Anyways, you can't do that. It's not good for the locker room. Um, but they're about you, know to get a, you know what's hilarious about that? In the NHL, they go, yeah, we don't tolerate that shit. And they fucking waved him, traded him. What happens when Michael Thomas ha- does it? They're like, oh, we paid you too much money. You're just going to sit for a game and then we'll, we'll bring you back in. Yeah. I, it's a great and it's a, it's a perfectly fun, yeah it's a great point like, it's out of control there's, there's no room for for that kind of nonsense in the nhl um you can do it on the ice so why are you doing lots, it in the locker room yeah lots of hockey left there's you know it's a 56 game season we are about nine games in uh yeah about nine games in for most teams um How about a lot of, those a lot of, Panthers? Lot of rangers are in, are in last but like a lot of a lot of games left let's you know starts here season starts a lot of here. let's to go play. You see that? Have you, have you been watching the Panthers at all? I mean, we can't. That's the only thing we can get down here. So it sucks, dude. I hate it. No, I've not watched them. I think they're six and zero right now. Um, or five and zero maybe. Let me see. No, they probably have some some losses. Uh, you think they are six? No, they're five zero and one. So they've only played six games. To like the the East Division has played mostly. They've played like ten, eleven, nine, ten, eleven games. They're playing the Preds right now. Preds stink. Stink. Yeah. Anyways, that's my buzzer beater. Go Rangers. Go Rangers. Dr. Wells, what do you got for us, kid? I'm actually glad we brought up the hockey because I, I was watching the Bruins game last night. They played the Flyers, and they ended up winning in overtime. I might get on the hockey train. I'm not the biggest hockey fan, but goddamn was that electric. And I learned only through one game that the Bruins are the best third-period team in the league. And that they're forced to be reckoned with. But um, on another note, uh, just, you know, on the note of other sports here, we only got like a week or two until pitchers and catchers report for spring training. MLB is back and it's in in full swing. And I wanted to circle back almost to to last episode um, where we discussed the uh, inappropriate findings in the Mets organization. And now comes out uh, Mickey Calloway from the Los Angeles Angels. I don't know if you guys saw this story. Uh, Mickey Calloway was the pitching coach for the Los Angeles Angels and was accused of uh, aggressively, what does it say, aggressively pursuing five different women in, in like the sports reporting world with like crazy, like suggestive text messages. And the guy was fired immediately, just 
being an absolute creep. And I'm 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 a little concerned in the state of baseball with like who the fuck is running these teams. It's just these absolute like shit shows. And it's not a good look for baseball for this to it it is really interesting that you bring that up because it it seems that it's only within the MLB that people are having shit resurface from seemingly decades ago, right? Like you have players who have tweets from when they were in high school resurfacing. It's like um I'm sorry. The the reason that your agent or your team management or somebody hasn't had you scrub that or delete your Twitter from when you were in high school. Well, yeah, I mean, social media is, is one this thing. This is a different these are, category. These, but these are uh, like physical text messages, like begging girls for like nudes and stuff. Like, just, what a weirdo! What yeah. a fucking weirdo! No, I mean that's that that's sort of my point is that if it's a total catastrophe on the top, it's going to be a catastrophe all the way to the bottom, you know. And that's why you have all of these scandals and the cheating and you know corkings of the bats and the filmings and the I mean, come Let's on, just man. go back to steroids and everybody do their own thing again. Seriously, seriously. All right. Well, as always, we want to thank you for joining us here tonight. It was a goddamn pleasure. If you're not already, please make sure to check us out on Twitter and on Instagram. We will make sure to keep you updated and informed as well as entertained. You have to go and subscribe on iTunes and Spotify to be able to hear our weekly released episodes. So go and do that now. Love you all. To play us out, shaky dough, what do you got for us, kid? So on this day, uh, February 4th, 1977, uh, Fleetwood Mac released the Grammy Award-winning album, Rumors. Uh, everyone knows a song from Rumors. So we're going to play you out here with uh, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. This album sold 45 million fucking records uh, since 1977. That's a lot. 420 dog face, bro. We out. Later. <laughs> Peace. And what you love.